Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 47th episode of the Tech Educator Podcast. This is your weekly webinar. We have a packed show for you, including a fantastic guest who is an Apple Distinguished Educator who is here today to talk to us all about Final Cut. Yes, it is March in 2014, and this is Final Cut Pro Month. We're going to be dissecting this great app and showing you why it's wonderful and how you can take your classrooms to the next level by introducing video editing. We have a lot of stuff going on today, and I want to bring up my co-host today who's doing some amazing things this weekend. Uh, I want to bring into our show Mr. Waka Patui. Waka, how are you today? I'm really good, Jeff, but I, I need to clarify something. I I thought this show you said video production video I yes we're doing show, video editing I, I thought this was about puppet making no uh, they were talking about the final cut that you make before you sew the puppet together yeah. no 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 in fact we're told all the time you're supposed to measure twice and final cut only once right right <laughs> that's what Bob Bela said he also fun fact has four fingers I, I thought that was the home improvement guy. Bob. No, no, he's a comedian. Oh, got it. Walker, how have you been? Awesome. Yesterday we went to SVQ and we worked with some amazing teachers about puppeting in education and they made movies and taught stuff. It was so cool. How cool was it? Uh, it was so cool. The penguins were coming inside. <laughs> yes. Can you please put <laughs> can, can you please put Sam on the line? Sam, how are you, my friend? I'm doing really well, Jeff. We've had a great week of uh, good professional development. We had a JED camp earlier this week uh, for our local group of independent schools. And uh, all in all, it's just been a fantastic, fantastic week here in education land. Very, very nice. Welcome to the Tech Educator Podcast. Of course, you can check us out each and every week on our website, techeducatorpodcast.com, where you not only can listen to all of our great shows and episodes, but you can, of course, check out our wonderful sidebar where we this week are helping to support the TeacherCast Educational Broadcast Network. Last week, we did a whole show on pod funding and why pod funding is important. And uh, this week, we have an announcement to make. We have three Three backers to the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network of $110. So we want to say thank you out there to the following amazing backers. We have Miss Peggy George out there, Mr. Thomas Ho, and of course, Mr. Nicholas uh, Meyer, I believe is how you pronounce that. And if it's not Nick, please let us know. We want to name, we want to add you onto that board. We want to have you help us out and uh, be a part of the TeacherCast educational family. How do you do that? By simply going to teachercast.net slash podfund, and you can help us out. We have a goal here to bring TeacherCast broadcasting like this very one to a larger audience and onto larger screens. So if you are available and would love to, you can help us out for as low as five bucks like many people have. Teachercast.net slash podcasting. But today we are not here to necessarily talk about pod funding tonight. We're here to talk all about film editing and 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 different kinds of editing systems sam you do some film editing don't you i do i edit film for a number of different venues sometimes i'm looking at just getting it ready for class sometimes it's going to be viewed on the ipad sometimes it's going to be used for a school event so yeah i i've used a number of different platforms i'm excited to learn about final cut pro because since i live in the world of pcs 
I do not have a Final Cut Pro. There are other programs that I use, but they do not seem to have all of the cool stuff that I've seen John and you working with in Final Cut Pro. So does that mean that you're X Final Cut at the moment? No, Let no, me try not X Final uh, Cut because uh, I've never, I've never been in Final Cut. We, 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 we miss... not even Final Cut One. And now we're on Final Cut Pro Ten, which I think is what you're referring to with that X. And that was probably the best piece of information we have for this webinar is that even if you don't know anything at all about Final Cut Pro, call it Final Cut Pro 10 and people won't know you're an idiot until you say the next thing. Well, we have a great month. Like I said at the beginning here of the show, March is going to be Final Cut month. Today, we're going to have an amazing discussion and demonstration by an Apple Distinguished Educator all about how you can implement Final Cut Pro 10 into your classrooms and that's going to spurn next week where we're going to have two full weeks of demonstrations of how to actually use the app and so we're going to have a full 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 month sam why don't you introduce us to our guest for tonight i think you could do a better job at that than i can at the moment and uh, talk to us a little bit about why today is such an important day uh john is i believe the phrase he uses to describe himself he is the q rockstar baby daddy and he uh, has created this great organization of professional development experiences called the Q Rockstar Teacher Camp, where there's a lot of community building, a lot of learning, very intense, like three-day workshops that take a lot of advantage of whatever context they're in. I was lucky enough to teach with him on the USS Hornet, the aircraft carrier which was an amazing experience last summer. And this summer, he's doing another camp on the USS Hornet that's just focused on Final Cut Pro 10. And um, he's got this kind of whole Top Gun approach to it. So wait, wait, wait a minute. Does that mean he's outside with his shirt off playing volleyball? Most of the time, when we're lucky, yes. No, I, he actually has teachers use the settings of the movie Top Gun to create movie trailers and shows them how to create effects like giant jet planes crashing and whatnot. It's pretty amazing. And so without further ado, I bring you Mr. John. John, how are you today? Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, I'd like some more puppet time when that's appropriate, uh, Sam. <laughs> John, talk to, talk to us a little bit about yourself and uh, what, what are we here to learn about today? Well, uh, I'm going to just get people, I want to share with people how powerful and amazing Final Cut 10 is. Um, it's super easy to use. It's actually relatively affordable. You're looking at um, $199 a seat if you buy uh, 20 copies or a single copy is $299. And uh, so it's just an amazingly powerful tool. I'm going to bring in a couple of examples and we're going to flip through some slides and I'm going to show people what it would look like to make a Final Cut 10 project in one class period. Uh, I've been teaching video since iMovie 1, and uh, I really find that the beauty of Final Cut 10 is it allows kids to create at whatever level they want without any restrictions. It's easy to jump into and super stable and super powerful. Now, let me bring this up because you, you already mentioned the word that I wanted to bring up. You said iMovie. Now, many people and many schools are either Mac or PC, and people usually go towards the Mac because they're out of the box, ready to go, and you can be as creative as you want to be with all these free tools like GarageBand and iMovie and you name it now. Why does a school or why does a, a teacher want to spend $300 on Final Cut? 
Yeah, well, again, if the, this is one of those keys to the, the, the VPP program. If you're going to buy 20 seats, it's only $199 a seat. Legally speaking, you can install that on five machines. You get 100 machines for $200 a piece. It's a pretty awesome deal. So, John, just to be clear, the way that their uh, licensing works is the same as the um, iPad apps. Yeah, it's still it's still that once you hit 20, you get half off. So if you were going to do a lab, that's pretty affordable. The other thing that used to be daunting and actually huh, technically really hard to do was um, installing Final Cut 7 was sometimes a 7 or 8 DVD install. Uh, Final Cut 10 is a nice trim little 2.4 gigabytes. So once you're fully licensed, you can put it on a flash drive and distribute it quite easily and quite quickly to a whole class full of kids. So it's not even that they made the interface better. It's just the way that you can distribute it and populate it with your student audiences way easier. John, take it um, away. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about Final Cut Pro? Here we go. Uh, I'm going to start with an educational reason to use Final Cut Pro. Um, raise your hand out there in TV land if you're familiar with a guy named Dan Meyer. Dan Meyer is the man of mathematical videos. Guess what tools he uses? Thank you, Jeff Bradbury, for the hand raise. Um, Dan uses uh, Final Cut and Motion to get those cool, cool effects doing. Now, like you were mentioning, mentioning earlier, Jeff, um, yeah, uh, iMovie's amazing. I love iMovie. Um, iMovie is ridiculously cool. You can do so much good stuff with it. The problem with iMovie is doing things like sp split screen, doing things like um, uh, multiple layers and on-screen timers is nearly impossible uh, relative to what you can do in Final Cut. So like if you want to do that Brady Bunch kind of shot where you have uh, nine grids of video, uh, in iMovie you can do that by doing what's called round tripping, but that's going to take you hours. In Final Cut, it's one or two minutes once you have the nine video streams going, you're off to the races. So uh, it's it's much more capable there. And again, the thing I'm gonna share with you guys in a few minutes after we get through the preliminaries is um, I've developed a methodology for teaching kids to use Final Cut in one period. So the whole six months to learn Final Cut thing is kind of out the window on that scenario. Sounds great. One other thing to point out there is, uh, as as folks are listening in and checking in, uh, if you go to Vimeo and look up Dan Meyer, he has over 200 videos available. I just put a link in the show chat there in the sidebar. Um, the things and the effects that he's doing are generally impossible with iMovie. I'm a pretty big believer in media in classes like English and math and science. And uh, there's things that you just cannot do to get that professional look. In, fine, uh, in iMovie that you can in Final Cut. And while he's getting that ready, I will tell you if you are watching live and we have a large listening audience tonight, please uh, visit us on teachercast.tv and use the chat box on the bottom. We will be uh, able to ask Joe any question that you have. We're also using the hashtag tech educator out on Twitter. Yeah. Now, uh, two things I'd like to share here real quick that you can do in Final Cut 10 that are very specific that you can't do in Final uh, in iMovie is the concept of plugins. And anybody who's used Photoshop knows that plugins are where you really get the cool stuff going. So uh, again, I'm, I'm pasting this and it's in the show notes. Um, the, uh, Pixel uh, Flicks, Pixel Film Studios has a thing called Pro Timer. So imagine if you're doing a science project and uh, something is burning. Uh, that'll keep Stan Sam's attention. Whenever there's burning stuff, he's really keyed in on that. Or if you want to do a uh, 
a scenario where something is, is filling up, a vessel is filling up, or something is changing over time. With this plugin that's $29 from uh, Pixel Film, you can actually have an on-screen graphical timer that's counting it down. That's what is going to give your kids uh, a much better experience besides just you trying to keyframe that out each frame of what's going on. Um, another good example is uh, imagine if you made videos where the graphs were moving over time. Uh, you can do that in Final Cut with another uh, Pixel Flicks, um, Pixel Film Studio plugin called ProGraph. So you can actually put in an, uh, two amounts, and over time, your graph changes to uh, show that change over time. Those are just little examples of things you can do um, that really take up the kids' experience visually of what's going on in, in a science or um, a math class. And I think that really what it comes down to is if you go back 25 years, we were impressed when that one teacher with an Apple IIgs could print a calendar. And uh, people would run up and down the hallway saying, Mr. So-and-so just printed a calendar. And that was kind of leading edge. Nowadays, you got to understand that our kids spend the weekends watching YouTube videos. They watch People Are Amazing, which is a great video to watch. Um, they watch GoPro videos. What I kind of worry about is, as educators, if we don't get in the front of the line on what's going on on media skills and blend those into our classes and show proficiency at higher level things, uh, we lose credibility with kids and the ability to um, entice them into using media and things like that. And th that worries me. So I'm, I'm really excited about the idea of more teachers taking a look at advanced tools like Final Cut. So what you're saying, John, is that if we're not cool, the kids might stop paying attention. Um, I'm saying they will stop paying attention. Right, right, just because we're <laughs> not cool. Like, you know, just because we right. got our eight millimeter film and our slide roll, they're like, yawn. Yeah, well, there was a time when uh, it was exciting that kids just had a flip camera and they could actually put something on YouTube. But that time was about five to six years ago. Now, now we're entering an era where kids actually want us to guide them as professionals in making things that look um, high quality and professional. Because if you think in terms of college to career uh, concepts, you know, we need to be able to give kids things they can turn into careers when they're in our media classes or our English classes in some cases. Those so, kinds of skills, those kinds of skills are huge um, career uh, enhancements going forward. So like a video is some sort of communication text that we need to be able to create high quality communication texts, just like we were creating, say, a resume or oh, I was going to say gonna about say the American war. Yep, yeah. exactly. I mean, just extrapolate what, what's going on in terms of media right now and go forward 15 years. Being able to type a resume used to be a high tech procedure. I mean, in 19... 98 i paid somebody 75 bucks to type up a professional resume for me that's ludicrous now we're entering a time in terms of media production where if you can't make your own high quality videos your ability to compete in the work fit, uh, place is going to be minimized and so I, i'm just thinking it's a good time for teachers to start getting on the front edge of that concept want to bring in one of our co-hosts here jeff herb jeff how are you doing today Doing very well. Sorry for being late tonight. That's okay. Uh, we're talking all about Final Cut Pro, and I know you are into video editing as well. And, you know, one of the things that John here was saying was that 
as a lab, and John, you can uh, help me out with some of these stats here, but as a lab, Final Cut is not a $300 application. It's only $199, and you can put it on five machines once you get to a certain amount. That's got to be pretty amazing, not only financially cost-efficient, but for any high school that's out there looking to bring professional-grade um, video editing to their curriculum. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a nice thing. You know, I don't have much experience with Final Cut, so I'm really excited to hear more about that this evening. Um, you know, the extent of what I'm familiar with is more of your basic iMovie type editing, uh, get it in and get it done quick type mentality. Um, so, you know, to be able to give the kids that opportunity to learn some more advanced editing technique and uh, features, I think is really important. So looking forward to seeing how we can bring that into the classroom. So let's. So let, I can't wait to see what John does to get kids into this in an hour. I'm going to be the open skeptic here. Show me how this works, John. I want to hear from your puppet, too. Uh, well, that's actually where I was going to go with this one, John. We're, we're, I know you wanted to do how to get kids involved, but I would love you to tailor, and, and we have an audience asking the same thing here, but we would love you to tailor your presentation for how to get puppets doing Final Cut. Keep in mind that okay, the puppet well, might only have one arm. I've just, <laughs> I've just switched over to my uh, to my keynote of this process, and so I'm going to lose you guys visually, but I can still hear you audio wise. Um, so this is this is a slideshare.com um, presentation that's posted. If you just if you just search um, Final Cut and under 30 slides and my name or slideshare, it'll pop right up. It's it's open source, and I want to share with everybody. Um, great story on this. Uh, last. Uh, let's say November, a call went out from Apple. What are we going to have for classes last summer at Austin, Texas for our, um, for our institute? Apple has an Apple Distinguished Educator Institute every summer, and they call for educators to, um, to post session ideas. And I thought, wow, it would be really cool to teach a few people how to, teach Final, how to use Final Cut Pro 10 so that we can broaden our user group and really get people being able to do what they want to do instead of being hampered in any way. So I rolled into Austin, Texas last summer, and I see the big board and Final Cut. I had done two sessions, and uh, both were grayed out. Out of the whole board, there, there's iBooks, there's Keynote, Pages, um, iMovie, uh, cloning of iPads, server, and only my two sessions are grayed out. And I say, uh, hey, guys, why are mine grayed out? And they said, those two filled up first. So the story that I'm going to be showing you guys, this is the exact same slideshow um, that I did with uh, the Apple Institute last summer. And I had 90 plus Apple educators, Apple distinguished educators in a room, which can be very daunting to be in a room full of your peers. It's really daunting to be in front of 90 Apple distinguished educators because if it doesn't go good, they will let you know, correct? <laughs> so uh, this is that slideshow uh, with a couple small modifications. So first of all, first lesson, Final Cut Pro 10, never Final Cut Pro X. It says, hello, I'm a noob and I've never done this. <laughs> um, so really, uh, and this, this uh, first slide is really kind of meant to be ironic in, in its nature, um, demystifying the remarkably simple interface. Uh, that picture probably doesn't look remarkably simple if you haven't been in Final Cut. Would you, can I get an amen from the crowd there? Amen. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of buttons and there's a lot of going on. So the process here is to get somebody in a soup to nuts process. They want I want to get them ingesting video, cutting it, 
putting effects, adding titles, and exporting it in one class period was the goal I set for myself. And we call this project the Circus Wagon because this is not going to be a pretty video and you will likely never show it to anybody. And that's exactly what I tell the kids. Let story go. We don't care about story. This is about cutting and interface. So um, I don't want the kids even really thinking about a funny beginning, a script, anything like that. I just let them roll with the basic concept. So basically, um, we start at Final Cut Pro 10. And now in the model that I'm sharing here, I've actually evolved it a little bit, but either way works. Um, I give the kids a bunch of flash drives or in the super simple mode, I just give them, uh, I tell them to turn on their web camera and record about 30 seconds of footage, 45 seconds of footage right in Final Cut. The other way you can do it is take a clip of something useless, a cat video, um, no puppet videos. Those are very important and we want to honor those properly. Correct, Sam? <laughs> But um, maybe a traffic jam, just something that doesn't have any kind of story to it. You can have the kids import it. Now, uh, basically, the process goes like this, and this is pretty straight ahead. New project, and you name it. You'll see the red boxes there. Um, now, this is a detail that you may want to skip if you're just doing this on your own computer. But if you see the one that says use these settings, in a lab scenario, there's really no need to have the kids making videos that are at 1080 because most of the time we're going to be sending it to YouTube and you can't see the difference anyways. The Christmas present you're giving yourself is a complete Christmas break of not having to clean out the hard drives on all your lab machines. So my kids typically um, are asked to edit at 720 unless it's a really dynamically amazing project. So basically, again, this slide, you go new project, you name it something. John, now you make a new John? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're only seeing the title slide at the moment. Ooh, why is it not advancing, I wonder? Because I'm about nine slides in. Ah. Yes, gentlemen? It just changed now. Now it just changed. I think, I think when you go into presentation mode, it's okay. not. So, so, let's, so let's stay out of presentation mode and on full screen. Yeah, we're, I've, I've got you, you. You don't need to worry about full screen. In fact, go back to the resolution. It was just that. Make it full, and I got you. Is that good right there? Uh, yes. Okay. Woo, that was good. And you guys don't wait if you need to jump in in the future. So basically, I'll do a quick do, review. Quick review. File, file new project. File yeah. new project. And you want to click on use automatic settings and you want to pick 720. Uh, that's step one. Um, next, you want to make what's called a new event. And then you want to click on import media. And what you're going to find is, see on the left sidebar here, if my mouse is active, you can have a thing that says desktop, and you can find the clip that uh, that you distribute to the students. Or if you look at the top right here, is my mouse showing up on your screen? Yes. Yep. Okay. See where it says Apple FaceTime HD camera? This is for the truly lazy educator. Just turn, <laughs> just turn on your FaceTime camera for 45 seconds. There's no USB drives to distribute. There's no clips to worry about. And basically, that footage is going to go straight into Final Cut. Uh, so then what kids are going to do is create a new event and name it. These are important boxes to click here. Copy files to the F Final Cut events folder. Now, Sam, you mentioned you're a PC guy. Is there mm -hmm. anything is there anything more maddening than a red X when you start up your project? Very few things. You move your PowerPoint and everything breaks, right? Well, if of you course. check this, if you check this box and you eject the flash drive, your project will not ever red X on you. Um, a little bit of a trick: don't optimize. It says create optimized media. That sounds awesome, right? Um, Optimize sounds great, but what they mean by optimize is create a 444 or a 422 video, which is humongous, way too big for school and a big waste of time. So don't check that. Do check analyze for balanced color. 
and do check, analyze, and fix audio problems. Now, if anybody's glazing over at this point, this is probably the most technical slide of the whole set. Once we get through this, it's easy sailing. Now, what'll happen is your clip will appear in the event viewer. And so you've got two choices there to drop the entire clip into the timeline. You can drag it down exactly like iMovie. Exactly, just grab it, pull it down to the timeline. Or the expert tip is hit E. E for, is for end of the timeline. So if you uh, want to mark in and out points, you can go I for in, scrub across, hit O for out, and E, and it'll drop it to the end of your timeline. Does that seem technical or difficult at this point? So it was I, E, O, wait. I for in, O uh -huh. for out, O for okay. out, and then E for end of the timeline. I-O-E. Uh, I-O-E, okay. But you can do it just iMovie easy and just drag the part you like and then drag it on down. So it, that's I'm just giving people options. So this is what it looks like when the entire clip is in the timeline. Anything scary there? That's one entire clip. Um, if you notice these little yellow marks are across here, that means the audio is too loud. It's automatically telling you that it's going to blow out there a little bit. We're not really worried about... Um, we're not really worried about sound for this clip, but if you wanted to lower the sound, see that where my mouse is, you would just grab that bar and slide it up or down. That's it. If you wanted to zoom in or out on the clip, you would use this plus and minus metaphor. I think that's not too technical. <laughs> and um, then these bars up here are fun. This is uh, S for snapping, snaps everything together. And then this is scrubbing. So if you want to scrub or not scrub, I never turn scrubbing off because I love to scrub across the clip. Um, but sometimes you want snapping off because you want a clip to go somewhere that it, it's not trying to snap to. But that's your basic interface now. We're going to get into editing. Uh, John, John yes. what, what, what is the scrubbing you're talking about? I don't, I don't get it. Thank you, uh, Sam, for sharing that. What it is is, see how my mouse is moving back and forth? In real time, it would preview the clip. So that is the concept uh, of scrubbing. Um, it would be very much like a jog shuttle, if you remember VCRs, where you could jog back and forth. Your, so uh, it basically yeah. treats your mouse or your, yeah, your cursor as a playhead. Yep, exactly. Okay. Now, I'm going to stop off for a couple of minutes here. Let's say that this is all too scary. You can actually, you can actually do this. You can take an existing iMovie project and go import iMovie project. You could do all the ingestion, all the cutting, layering, audio, and everything in iMovie. This window is actually in Final Cut. You could go import and select iMovie project, and it'll bring everything in with your cuts. Here's a screenshot of what that looks like. Um, you just grab the project in question, and when you bring it into Final Cut, uh, if you notice the, the uh, red arrows there, those were cutaways in Final Cut on this upper, I mean in iMovie. Those were cutaways or green screens. You can see the green ones there. Those were cutaways in iMovie. Final Cut brought everything across, including custom audio. And now all I've got to do in Final Cut is just make the little changes that I love to do in Final Cut, which include having more than two layers or doing multiple, multiple split screens. Okay. But that's a handy thing in class because if you got a bunch of kids that are iMovie hot rods, you can have them make a quick and dirty little project and then open it in Final Cut and they'll go, what? This is awesome. Instead of starting completely from scratch. Um, I've got about a decade of art training that I took through school. And, you know, the old saying is that one of the most daunting things for an artist is a blank piece of paper because it could be anything. And sometimes get, kids get, and, and adults get hung up on that. So that's a little stop off in iMovie. I think, I think the ability 
to bring in an iMovie project and upgrade it is a great way to start this process. Yeah, that's really neat. So I'm going to go out of order. Uh, we're going to go back to the final cut. Look, here's my single clip. Are there any cuts in this clip? See how it's continuous? There's no cuts. There's nothing cut in there. So our first bit of final cutting is you're going to push B for blade. B for blade. It gives you the little razor tool. And I ask the students or the adults to just put in 15 cuts. Can you see the difference there? There's cuts here mm -hmm. and there are not cuts there. And so I ask them to put in about 15 cuts that are roughly symmetrical. And by that, I mean, I don't want one long cut and one short cut. I want them to be diced up pretty well. So that's B for blade. That's our first command. Once we've hit B for blade, I ask the students to go over to the effects icon. Final Cut Pro 10 has about 210 effects. And so what they can do is they can just browse through and pick some effects that look cool to them. And I want them to drag one effect on top of each clip. One per clip is enough. And like, for example, this we've dragged over the camcorder effect. Sam, that should be pretty exciting for you because you can make all these home movies that make look, they make it look like home movies now. And you can actually go in and change the verbiage and the coloring and the battery level in Final Cut. So what I've asked the students to do at this point is go through and do about 15 different effects. I don't care which, because I don't care if this thing is pretty. I'm just working the interface. So at this point, just a quick review, 15 cuts, 15 effects. Then we jump into transitions. This is the transitions icon here. It's that little, it looks like a Black Widow diamond or something like that. Um, and then the kids get about 70 different transitions, and they can just, again, drag them in. You drag a transition between the other clip. So see those little, those little ridges right there? That indicates that there is a transition. And so this is the visual I show the kids. If each separate clip has a separate transition, you currently have an A on this project. And this is important from a brain development, comfort of learning point of view. I don't care if it looks good. In fact, I actively am walking around the class telling kids, oh my God, that's ugly, but you're gonna get an A because you're putting them in. <laughs> so, so it's really letting kids be creative or adults and not judging their creativity. We, it, this is really about taking tours through the different pieces. Then we move to titles. This is probably the most difficult, but it's so much easier than Final Cut 7. I'm gonna take another quick timeout sidebar. I once went to a six day Final Cut camp. We did nothing but Final Cut for six days. And guess what? At the end of six days, I still could not use it. <laughs> and so I was already three or four years into iMovie at that point, but that was Final Cut 7. And that's part of the, gen the genesis of this project is I want people to be, to feel comfortable with creating very quickly in Final Cut 10. So what I have the kids do is in their main control panel, they find the little T and then this is a little bit like iMovie. They drag any one of the titles, and you can see Boogie Lights. I know Sam will love that one. Um, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff might like Assembler. Um, different people would like different ones. I'm not judging. There's, there are over 50 title uh, options. And what the students do, whether they're adults or kids, is they drag that title on top. If you've done any video editing, what happens if you drag a title into the main timeline? That's right, it's a title over black. So we don't want that. So we just drag it on top. And when the kids have it right, it looks about like this. Title, title, title. Notice that I can tell this is basic, basic, boogie nights, centered, assembler, clouds. I can see very quickly what the title of each title is. Now, a lot of times people will say, what should my title say? And I say, 
a good name for your title is the name of the title because I'm really not worried about creativity at this point. So the, um, being able to customize the title is super easy. What you basically do is in this case, we've drug centered over this. You can double click right on what it, where it says title or you can click over here on text and you can type in this box and that will appear. Very straight ahead and uh, very easy. If you want to scroll down, you can change your font size and all those kinds of things. And you know that kids are active learners. So once you release the ability to make it, and I just tell them the, the biggest uh, grade on this project is gonna be for the craziest titles. I want giant, I want tiny, I want outline, just go crazy, push all the buttons and have a great time uh, just kind of feeling out the program. So at this point, with those few commands, at this point and with those few commands, we are now ready to take our scrubber bar back to the beginning and hit the play bar. Um, if your students are old enough to remember VCRs, you can use the VCR model. If they are younger, you can use the DVD model or the iPod model. But basically when you hit this, the scrubber bar is gonna take you through the whole video. To export, uh, I like to call this the swoopy share icon. Uh, I do that because it makes people remember the name because the share arrow is not that exciting. And then I ask them to pick Apple devices 720p. There's other good choices. One of my favorites for working with students because we need to be able to share these projects as they develop, not just at the end. This email option is awesome. I can tell you guys that I've had students work on documentaries as long as five or six minutes. Um, no, the project was five or six minutes long. That's not how long they were working on it. Um, but a basically completed project that's five or six minutes long, the process to be able to see that kid's work if they're not in the classroom with you, that could take hours because they're gonna have to export it, upload it to Vimeo or something like that. There's this whole big process. So um, using this email command, they can email it. And within, uh, I had had kids that have had five minute full HD videos that have rendered out to email size within five minutes. So it's nearly a one-to-one -one correlation. And that way they can send me a very low quality but watchable version and I can check audio and take a look. Um, other neat options, you can go straight to YouTube, you can go straight to Vimeo, you can go straight to Facebook. It's really fast. You can even make DVDs in Final Cut 10 um, with a menu uh, screen and the whole thing because as we know, iDVD is gone, right? So. Otherwise, you have to buy Toast that's $99. Uh, there's Burn or Liquid CD are pretty cool for free, but they can be a little funky sometimes. Another fun one is, again, thinking um, content areas, math or science. Imagine taking a video and saving a current frame as a still frame. That's awesome. It'll also do sequences. So you can take a video and turn it into a series of pictures for stop motion type capability. But the bottom line is you're going to click on the swoopy arrow. You're going to pick master file or 720. And then you're going to get a screen that looks like this, export file. And then this is the export screen. Now, if any of you have ever looked at or played with Final Cut 7, the export screen was like watching Lawrence of Arabia. There was stuff all over the place. It was nuts. So basically, in Final Cut 10, it's this simple. We are going to end up with what kind of video, Sam? An awesome one. Yes, a quick time movie. Good answer. What size will it be, Sam? Small enough to move. Almost. In this case, it's 338 megabytes. If you want to change any of that, you can just click on settings and you're good to go. When you hit next, it'll start rendering. The rendering process between Final Cut 7 and Final Cut 10, ooh, it is typically in Final Cut 10, it's a one-to-one -one process. If you go to um, 
a five minute video, it's gonna take you five to eight minutes to out, uh, output it at full scale. So um, that's basically the process of what I do with kids in one period. And uh, I've done that with the last two or three classes of my students, and I did it with the Apple Distinguished Educators, and people are having a really good time with that concept. It's hmm. pretty awesome. I like it a lot. So it really does seem like it's very, very easy to get a group of kids or adults up and running on Final Cut Pro 10 and have yep. them start to learn how to make some amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah, now if you guys want to, I can show you around a little bit of Final Cut Live while my screen is up. Sure. And I've got it booting right now. Um, now, of course, yeah, we have like a big said, audience right now over on TeacherCast.tv. We've got uh, people who are chatting up a storm here. If there are any questions, now is a good time to be asking. Um, again, anything that we talk about today, we're certainly going to be breaking down the next couple weeks on our show. So stick with us the next two Sunday nights, um, potentially three Sunday nights here on the Tech Educator Show live um, on live every single Sunday at seven o'clock. John, before we go on to that, I want to do a quick pause and uh, thank the people that make this show very, very possible. Today's webcast is brought to you by Storyboard That, the world's best storyboard creator. With tens of thousands of images and an easy interface, it's no wonder Storyboard That is used by every grade, starting with elementary students, creating fractured fairy tales, cyber safety training, and breaking down Shakespeare in high school. Storyboard That works amazing on a computer, iPad, Android, Chromebook, you name it. You can enjoy 25% off any purchase today by visiting teachercast.net slash storyboard that. Once again, that's 25% off at teachercast.net slash storyboard that. And we are back live with our guest, Apple Distinguished Educator, John Carippo. John, we were talking a little bit about doing some demonstrations here of Final Cut. What is the best way to get involved with this? Is it just jump right in with the two feet or, or, or what's your suggestion here? Well, like I said, uh, I'm a pretty big fan of just jumping in and using that workflow. The idea of how do I ingest footage? How do I cut footage? How do I modify footage? How do I add titles and how do I share? Once you do that, it really starts making sense very quickly. So there's a couple of questions that I have before we get going. And that is, let's say that you're in a lab and you've got kids on all these different machines and they each put their video in and then the bell rings, the kids leave. What do you right. do? And in the same question, the next day kids want to come back and they want to sit with different people. What's your suggestion for getting all this stuff done? Oh, see, that's so easy for me because I'm a one-to-one -one program, so they bring their own laptops. Mm. If you're working in labs, um, I would say my best trick for that is you really want to do, depending on the level of the kids involved, you want to do a lot of short projects. Um, uh, what, I, what I see film teachers sometimes struggle is they, they put kids into a four, five, six-week project, and uh, kids like variety. So what I do if I, if I am in a lab model like that, a lot of it is going to be a lot of one period projects or two period projects or just this week. And that way you can kind of keep kids lumping along. And if they, if they have a group they don't mesh with, you can say only three more days and you can make a better choice. That's cool. Nice. Sam, do you see any good questions coming up from the chat log? I was just looking at the um, hashtag. Let me get over to the chat log here. I've got to say that, you know, that was really my first interaction with Final Cut, and I'm surprised at how 
kind of user friendly it is when you're coming from iMovie. It yeah. seems like a lot of those tools are pretty intuitive if you have it, have any have had any experience in iMovie. It obviously looks like there's a lot more opportunity to do a lot more advanced editing, but um, I I was pleasantly surprised that I feel like I could get in there and make something basic without much more, you know, tutorials or training. And John, I would say, what is your background on that? Is this iMovie Pro? Is iMovie Final Cut Lite? Like, what? What? Where? Where are you on that? I don't care. All I can tell you is this: when I switched to Final Cut 10 from Final Cut Express. I got about three times more student work within a month. I had three times more student work per work period. Kids were going home and doing things for the fun of it like they never did in Final Cut 7. And that's why I'm so stoked about Final Cut 10. Sam, do we have a question from the audience? Awesome. Yeah, so one question that came in was from Jedediah, and he's wondering about recommended resources for free online clips. So I get my students to find images and such using a Creative Commons search. Is there something like that available for video, John? Uh, yes, uh, it's called YouTube. <laughs> and how, if I'm on YouTube, how do I know which videos I can use and which I can't? Uh, at school, I don't care. Uh, for me, as a video teacher, it's only a problem if we're making something that we're selling. So my interpretation is at school, we can go as crazy as we want if it's for educational purposes. Now, if I want to teach kids to be good digital citizens, my favorite place to go get free stuff would be Jamendo. I'm going to go ahead and type this into the the show chat. Jamendo.com has millions of royalty free um, music tracks. And as long as you're not selling, you can do anything you want with. There's some really good artists there. And at first, kids get a little offended. Oh, why can't I use the iTunes? And uh, the phrasing that we use is, if you can't find something good at Jamendo, you suck. So we're really trying to get them to, to be uh, That's better. the word-for-word word phrasing. Do you have that yeah. on a policy? Is that on the it's, wall somewhere? Uh, it was written on the board, yeah. If you, if you, and the, underneath of that was uh, Steve Jobs' quote, real artist ship. Um, so for audio, Jamendo is really cool. Free Play Music is also very cool. And freeplaymusic.com has tons of stuff that is basically the same rule. If you're not selling the yearbook, if you're not selling anything, they're pretty wide open on what you can do with school use. Um, the next one that I look at, if I'm looking for video and I can't find stuff at YouTube that is truly non-commercial, archive.org is ridiculous. Um, there's really, really good stuff there. You can get things like old newsreels. There are videos, uh, full-length movies like um, Night of the Living Dead is royalty-free. Oh, wow. And so we've mixed that kind of footage into um, zombie music videos. That's awesome. And nice. so I kind, of, I kind of play a two-headed monster. On the one hand, one part of me doesn't care at all because sometimes a commercial song is exactly the right thing. The other part of me wants to make a clear distinction that – it's not okay to steal people's stuff, right? So if we're doing remixes and homage videos and using small clips, then it is game on. But I purposefully have kids in some film festivals that require only student original stories and music and, and video. And we're in other video contests that don't care. And I think it's, it's really cool to create that distinction of when you can and when you can't. That's a big key to me. Now, John, when you're saying YouTube videos, are you... F- helping them download those YouTube videos or what's the way, to, what's the best way to get a YouTube video into final cut? 
my favorite tool right now is uh, keepvid.com. Mm -hmm. And the other one is YouTube in MP4. And is it illegal to download and a YouTube video? No, not at all. If they don't want you to download it, they can block that. They can make it undownloadable. And if you've ever watched the video called A Fairly Disney Tale by Lawrence Lessig, um, he went through and took five second and under clips from all the Disney characters to read the law about um, legal sharing. It's pretty hilarious. We will I'll, have I'll, to find that. I'll post the link for you guys here real quick. <laughs> A fairy use tale. And, uh, and they use clips from about 100 Disney films to prove the point that you can share Disney legally. That's funny. So a lot of these misnomers, leftovers from other times. If you guys like, I would switch to screen share and do just a few moments of uh, Final Cut right now because I know we're getting close to time. Does that That'd work? Great. That'd be wonderful. Okay, so uh, I got luckily I've got some patent available. Uh, because I was remixing a film. But this is the concept I was telling you guys at the beginning. I've just got some movie trailer highlights here. So I'm just going to do a live version of what I just showed you guys. I imported, I go new project, right? I've got my clip up here. And if I hit E, it goes to the end of the end of the, um, goes to the end of the film. It's that easy. E goes to the end. So Apple Z is undo. That's cool. Now, I've got this long clip here. This, this is one continuous clip. I just go like this, B for blade, and I want to cut Charlie Chaplin and go to, to Patton, and I just, I can use my arrow keys to nudge one frame. So I'm going to cut B for blade there, and B for blade there. Now I'm cutting just like that. One of the early things that you heard from people is that in Final Cut 10, you can't put things wherever you want, that they're magnetic. Watch this. The people that did those stupid reviews didn't read about the P for position tool in which I can do that. I can put it anywhere I want. Notice that it didn't snap magnetically. If I use A for select, watch what happens. Oh, does that little gap disappear? Yeah. I'm going to go back to P for position. I want that gap to stay. What? What? Yes, I can do that. <laughs> so, um, I'll show you guys a couple of little cool things. Uh, I don't do a lot of work with George C. Scott, but I'm going to make this clip look better. So I want, no, nah, I'm not, not going to use George C. Scott. I need to find another clip here. And I'm going to, uh, let's use, uh, and you can see the scrolling speed is very fast. Yeah. Let me, There's let no me, delay. There's no lag. Let me let's throw a question wanna, here, John, real quick, because this one also came up in the chat. Yeah. Um, some school districts don't have very powerful computers. Oh my gosh, Final Cut doesn't need a very powerful computer. I'm doing this right now on a base model MacBook Pro. Nice. Thank you. If you have it, it Final Cut 10 rocks on a 1.6 gigahertz MacBook Air. Rocks. That's awesome. So you don't need a lot of power. So I got this shot of Sean Connery and whoever the cinematographer is did a pretty good job, but it's very much annoying me the way that Kevin Costner's face is in focus and it is not reflecting 
how important that Sean Connery is in this shot. So watch what I'm going to do here, you guys. I'm going to I'm going to drop a mask on this. And is this I'm the gonna... part of the show where we talk about what annoys us about Kevin Costner? Yes, but I'm going to just cause... I'm going to take him out of the shot. I right got a now. list. I'm going to go like this right here, and I'm going to defocus. Also called uh, uh, rack focus or bouquet. I'm going to I'm going to take him out of the shot. So I'm going to go like this. Outside opacity, I'm going to go to zero. And then I'm going to go like this right here. I'm going to go, uh, hold on, blur outside. Watch what's going to happen to Kevin Costner. See what happened? Oh, that's awesome. Try that in iMovie. I dare you. I triple dog dare you to use a film reference. So there's my shot. Now watch this. Here's my shot that I've modified of Kevin Costner. I'm going to turn that off and on. Watch the render time. It's off. It's on. It's off. It's on. There's no rendering. We don't do that. That's for old time people. <laughs> I think I just made this a better shot. What do you guys say? Yeah, absolutely. That's really right. cool. So now when my kids are videoing, I tell them to shoot everything clean and we will fix the rack focus and bouquet in post. Wow. And one That's thing that used to terrify me about um, uh, Final Cut 10 was the audio piece. Here's your audio. Up or down? What do you want? You want up or you want down? That's it. There's none of these crazy locked tracks and all that business. And I'll give you one more example. Do you guys know what an L cut or a J cut is? No, I don't. Okay. An L cut is where you hear Sean Connery talking before you see his face. Okay. So ready? I'm going to do one. All I did was I right clicked and I hit expand audio video. Now, then I go like this. Now when the video plays, I hear, I will hear Sean Connery talking and I got to turn snapping off, sorry. Uh, I will hear Sean Connery talking and then he will appear. That's it. Hmm. If I don't like that, I just hit undo a hundred times and I'm back to where I was that quick. No rendering. The rendering alone on Final Cut 7 would drive people crazy. That's it, you guys, that simple. I'll do one more thing for you. I, I really like the commercials for uh, AMC, American uh, Movie Classics. Yeah. Have you ever seen how they do those? So I'm gonna turn this off. And I'm going to do one for you real quick, and then I'll, I'll knock it off with the final cut. All right, so I go, I go like this. Uh, Control-C, I go copy. We should know that one already. I put it at the end. I go paste. Turn snapping back on. That was irrelevant. Okay, I put this over this. Now I have two clips on top of each other. Now they're the same clip, so you can't see any difference. I'm going to go over to this little dude right here. This is crop. Now watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to go like this. And then I'm going to go like this. You see what's coming? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> now, that fast, I have this kind of a look going. But wait, I think it could be better, don't you, Sam? Let's colorize Probably. it. Let's colorize this clip right here. I want to yeah. de-emphasize Kevin Costner, and I want to make uh, the other dude, Sean Connery, look more better. And I want to turn the dis exposure up and down to give me the shot that I'm looking for. So when I hit done, check out the look I've gotten that quickly. How long? What was my time? What was my time, yeah, right? Nothing. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. Cool. And you'll notice there's no there's no lag. There's no rendering. I, I can edit as fast as I can think. Probably my favorite trivia on Final Cut 10 is you can start editing before the clips are done being ingested. Oh, no way. That's huge. Oh, yes way. Oh, yes way. Because now that's you don't have kids doing this. I'm waiting for it to upload. Right. So I'm on YouTube. <laughs> no, as as soon as that SD card is recognized, they can start editing. And the neat part and, about that one, John, I've even seen demonstrations where 
it was a live sporting event that, as it was being recorded live, was also being ingested into Final Cut. So people were actually editing out the final sporting event as it was still going live being recorded. Now, I haven't seen that, but I believe you. I'm going to show you guys another little trick here. If I take the eyedropper and I select out this color in the background of, of Brad Pitt's shot here, mm -hmm. watch what I can do to it. Oh, man. I, I click here and I go inside mask and I can change the color thusly. Oh, my gosh. What's nice. my time? Now, bear in mind, this shot wasn't shot for this, right? But you can do this trick where you change people's T-shirt colors. You can, um, you know, if you put them in a white shirt and light it well, you can do whatever you want with that. You could also, now this would be a really dumb thing to do with Brad Pitt for the ladies, but you can also <laughs> go and you can do, uh, hold on a second here. I need to add a color correction plus sign. I could also edit, I can just work on his face. And I can do this as a mask. And now I can go over here and I can actually check the exposure because, again, I don't I think this shot's kind of goofed up. I can actually change the exposure just on Brad's face. So there's a lot of crazy good stuff you can do. Or let's say I was telling you about titling, right? Watch how fast titling is. And this is the big difference. Basic title. OK, B for blade. I got to change my defaults because it always makes it too long. OK, so not that exciting, correct? Right. Title. Yeah, right. Okay, so now what I do is I go over to text and I just type in Kira. Oh, I've kind of always wanted to do this. I'm titling for Kira Knightley. Hold on a second here. Um, okay, so still not that exciting. How about now? And how about I make it a little bigger? And how about I did I spelled it wrong, but in Final Cut 7, I'd be into a 20 minute render. I like it in real time. That's how I roll. But let's say that I decide, mm, you know what, I need to distort that a little bit so I can do this to it. Bam. But I decide I don't like that. I want it to be blue wave or I want it to be calligraphic. I'm just, you guys, I'm just goofing around and look, look what I can get done. It's stupidly good. It yeah. is crazily, awesomely good. And then I can even switch to video here and I can go down here and drop the opacity that easy because I want to do something oh, more nice. subtle. So what's my work time, all this stuff? And this is the point that I tell people when they're doing Final Cut for the first time. Once you know how it works, everything is about your creativity, not your video skill. It's about how much time you'll spend goofing around with it. Because if you want to do it, you can. Chroma keying is basically just that easy as well. So did that help a little bit seeing it in real life? Yeah, and I, you know, I just want to highlight again that you're doing this on a base model MacBook Pro while you're streaming your screen on a Google yeah. Hangout. I mean, I'm not, oh wait, I got more. I got more. Yeah, it's just it's a 9.99 Google. Uh, I mean, it's a 9.99 MacBook Pro. Okay, so let's say I want to add some of this kind of this kind of action here. I just drag that over that. I'm going to add some lens flares to it. So you're going to go. What that looks kind of screwed up, John. Well, what I got to do is click on this clip and go down to blend mode, and I'm going to pick screen, and watch what I got going now. Uh, it's too slow, so let's make it faster. So I'll go over to the speed tool, and I'll go to fast to make it twice as fast. So now we get this kind of thing. 
So I have a I have a pack of about a hundred of these different ones that'll give you different lens flares and anamorphics and things, and you just drop them in and hit screen, and you're Hollywood pro just like that. So that oh that one's way good. Hold on a second. <laughs> so now I'm going to go like this, and I'm going to do what? Now watch this. Replace from start. Oh, I don't need to retweak it. I can. Oh, I got to screen it though. Hold on. Thought that would keep. So if I go to uh, screen, here you go. Really cool. So you get that. Oh, yeah. Way to go, guys. They like my clip there. <laughs> um, a couple of the cool things I didn't hit on that are very attractive because it sounds like Jeff is making the ooh-ah noise a lot. Um, watch this. Is. If I can go, I can go here and I can go copy, right? Now when I go to paste, this is thrilling, and I'll make this the last one. Paste effects. Watch this. I can paste it with the effects. Actually, here, let's go paste attributes. Watch this window I get. Are you kidding me? So I can keep as much or little of the effects, audio effects, crop, anything. I can keep it. Hmm. I can maintain the keyframes. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. That is stupidly good. Oh, wait, I thought of one more thing. I can't help it. So I'm going to delete this. Let's say we want to make Kira's title move. Let's say that's cool, but I want it to move with her. I, I suppose you're wondering how to do keyframing, right? Yes. Okay, so let's put Kira over here. We're going to go up here to transform. See that little diamond? Mm-hmm. That's the keyframe diamond. That used to terrify me in Final Cut 10, but in Final Cut, sorry, in Final Cut 7, but in Final Cut 10, it's my hero. So I'm going to, now I want this thing to slide across. See the red line? Oh, okay. All right. So now I think I screwed it up. Hold on here. Let's see if I did that. I can do it that easily. What I did was I drug it out of frame. But you get the idea. Yeah, absolutely. And then I can go in just like in, in uh, I can rotate it while it moves, and I can add waypoints. I can add busier curves, which is fun to say. So that easily I can I can make that slide across the screen. Wow. There's a request for picture in a picture? Oh yeah, are you kidding me? Hold on a second. I accidentally hit quit. Give me eight seconds. I have to reboot Final Cut from scratch. <laughs> yeah, picture in picture, you can do the full on Brady Bunch thing. And that was kind of what I just did with the American movies uh classics mm. scenario. Let's see what my boot time is here. While we're booting, uh, anything else I could share with you? Chroma key is pretty easy. You shoot your green screen footage like what Stam is on. You put that footage down. You put the other footage on top. You hit Chroma. Boom. On it top? has things. Yeah, it has. Uh, yeah, on top, I'm pretty sure. Either way, it'll, my dyslexia attacks me sometimes. Um, oh, look, I'm already booted back into Final Cut. How awesome was that? And of course, if so you're out there watching, we're going to be spending the next three weeks talking all about these great tricks and tips in detail. Um, one more question for you as you're getting booted up. There was a question about the other two companion applications, Motion and Compressor. Do school districts okay. need those? I would take Compressor and not buy that. You don't need it. The, the compression in Final Cut is so good that you don't need it anymore. Uh, motion is cool, but you got to know that's a wily beast and you got to be motivationally prepared to do that. So people asked about picture in picture. While I was doing that, I stacked up these three videos. I got Charlie Chaplin, Kira, and George Patton, right? Uh, I can stack share. them 99 deep. Let's add Brad Pitt just for the heck Scre of it. Uh, screen share, please. Oh, sorry. I was out of mode. All right, here we go. Oh, so you were actually watching me video. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, here we go. So uh, so what I did was I cut up three of those clips of famous Hollywood personalities. And the question was picture in picture, correct? 
So here's what I'm gonna do. Here's your training. You click on this box and you do like this. As soon as I do this, you're gonna see what we're gonna get. Okay, number two. Whoops, I grabbed the sidebar. Hold on here, I need to grab right there. And George C. Scott will be our last one because he's on top. Ready for the reveal? Yep. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Just like that. And so now when I hit play, watch what happens. That's so cool. I'm imagining that's what it would have sounded like them to go out to dinner with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so if I don't like those dimensions, now what I can do is I can go down to this next tool and hit crop because Brad is too far off site there. So I can just fix Brad. You can crop right from there. Yeah, it's oh that easy. Gosh. Yeah, it's. It, I'm telling you, dude, it's it's way way better. And Charlie Chaplin is too small for this shot, so I'm going to crop him a little bit and get him proportionally better. And then I go done. Now I can go back to this dude right here, and I can bring him up in size a little bit. Ooh, don't do that. Stretching's bad. <laughs> um, I can do a little bit of that. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing with Kira. I'm just brainlessly doing this while I'm talking to you guys. That's how much brain power I am not using on this process. So, oh, there we go. So hit done. Yeah, so there's picture in picture. So you could do up to 99 layers of that. Now I'm gonna blow you guys away just cause I'm feeling frisky. Okay, <laughs> now we're gonna go downtown with this process, ready? Okay, so we're gonna click here and I'm gonna keyframe Brad Pitt in. Uh, I gotta unkeyframe him. I gotta put him out. I'm going to keyframe, and then I'm going to move the frame forward, and Brad Pitt will move in. See the red line? That means I'm winning. Okay. <laughs> then I click on Charlie Chaplin. I'm going to do the same kind of thing. Do you guys see where this is going? Yep. And then I'm going to move. Uh, oops, I, I did that wrong. i got to make sure my scrubber's at the beginning when I do this. Okay. Keyframe Charlie. Move him forward. I'm going to have them all come in at different times that's stylish and it's also it's uh, easier for me to be less precise so i'm going to back up on kira and i'm going to do keyframe and then i'm going to move her whoops one more thing here i got to move her off to the side i'm going to make her come in from way outside and i'm going to go keyframe move the scrubber forward and do some of this see the red line means i'm winning and then with george C. scott i'm going to do something different for you guys i'm going to distort him in and I move my scrubber back. I keyframe. I move my scrubber forward. And oops, nah, I did it again. I'm going to put him away. I'm going to keyframe. I'm going to move it forward. I'm going to have him pop up. Oop, wrong way. Got to grab that little hand. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. What was my time on that? Ready? Here we go. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> and again, what's, what's my render time? Nothing. I mean, nothing. Yeah. I just go, go, go. So uh, that's why I'm pretty stoked about Final Cut. I mean, you can really go crazy on it. Yeah. Okay. So next time you come back, John, we're going to have you make a new intro trailer for the show. Because <laughs> if you just started on that at the beginning, we would have been done by now. We, I could have just made that the project. Right. Just make a better intro. Yes, next I time. like it. John, John, we definitely want to say thank you out there. Uh, you know, thank you for coming on the show and demonstrating it. 
would you mind maybe coming back in a few weeks after we do our demos and, and give us a, a great big, huge, uh, maybe final cut for advanced users? Sure. Yeah. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, we got final, uh, we got Q coming up in Palm Springs, so that might be a tricky weekend. But yeah, let's work out a date and maybe you guys do a week or two without me and I'll pop back in and see how you did. Would definitely love great. to have that night. And, and I think the, uh, the audience is, the audience right now is saying, do this, but go slower. So the next two weeks, we're going to mm-hmm. really be going. Very, very slow. We're going to talk about media management, which is, I know, a big thing in Final Cut 10.1. We'll talk about libraries, how to store things, all these different tech things. Go go through it for educators. And then maybe at the end, like I said, we'll, we'll find a week to have you come back and do Final Cut for Advanced. Those viewers that think I was going too fast, they could rewind TeacherCast and watch it over and over again, correct? Am I? There you go. TechEducatorPodcast.com forward slash 47. I love it. Um, one more fun thing leading you guys into that. Working with kids, my favorite trick when you're doing that highlight reel for the uh, the video for the football team or the cheerleaders, and they bring you ten tapes or twenty gigs of stuff. In Final Cut Ten, what you can do is you scrub over a clip that you like, the touchdown, the touchdown, the touchdown. You go I O, you hit F, and then it'll put all of your clips into favorites. And when you go to do that highlight reel, all you have is the good shots. It's so fast, so fast. So yeah, it was fun being with you guys. It was good to share, and thanks for letting me share about Final Cut. Nice. Um, well, I learned a lot. Certainly want to thank our wonderful live audience. We had over 30 people tonight watching, and thank you so much, Jedediah, Jeffrey, Francis, and Ken, Jeff, Sam, Alex, and so many more who popped in. Um, didn't see didn't see the Yenmeister tonight, but, but that's okay. Um, so again, full month of Final Cut Pro 10 training this week. Uh, Jeff, pretty cool stuff, don't you think? Oh, it's phenomenal! Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to continue this uh, series and get in more get more into depth with Final Cut. I didn't realize how uh, I knew it was powerful, but I didn't realize it was also user friendly. So, uh, looking forward to getting into that a little bit deeper. You know, I definitely say that there's going to be a lot of questions this week as we go through and as people start to watch this video. If anybody has questions, they can, of course, reach out to us on Twitter at TechEdShow. Email us at feedback at techeducatorpodcast.com and leave us a voicemail at techeducatorpodcast.com slash voicemail. If there's something you want us to go over in the next few weeks, please send us a voicemail. I'd be happy to talk about it and be happy to share. And, of course, this video is going to be archived not only on techeducatorpodcast.com, but also at teachercast.net slash YouTube, where you can subscribe to this and all of our other great things. Um, John, thank you so much for your time. Please tell everybody, where can we get a hold of you? Oh, Gmail, Twitter, uh, all over the place. Um, Jay Carippo at Gmail, Jay Carippo uh, at Twitter, and uh, MrCarippo.com. I think it was there in my lower thirds. Mm-hmm. If they ask, I will answer. Every one of my sessions comes with free lifetime tech support. Nice. Very, very nice. Uh, Jeff, what's going on this week at Instructional Tech Talk? Other than what I'm told is some amazing technological furniture shopping. Yeah, very high-tech furniture shopping. Uh, We'll be going into that in detail. No, just kidding. (laughs) I need to round that out. Hey, I tell Uh, you what, though. If you take some video of the furniture shopping, we can use that next week for Final Cut. That that could be our Mm. stock. That's Mm -hmm. stock photography. Perfect. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I've been to, yeah, it took me a second to think about that. <laughs> that could be really epic. Yeah, it could be just phenomenal. It's going to take some big theme music. Yeah, right. Um, I was at Ice Conference last week, and I was also at Playdate 14 downtown Chicago this past, uh, it was yesterday, actually. 
Um, and both of those items will start uh, to be released information on the website starting tomorrow uh, from all the great sessions. Learned a lot about Chromebooks, um, learned a lot about, you know, getting some great uh, Arduino boards into the classroom and messing with that. So that was pretty cool. So we'll be talking about that. Nice. And from somebody who just had a play date to somebody who's playing with puppets, Sam, what's going on this week with Patui? Uh, this weekend, Patui, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be talking about, but this weekend we were at the Silicon Valley Q conference presenting on puppets and learning. And uh, we also have been doing a lot of work on mypaperlessclassroom.com this week on bbots in education. We have these very small bumblebee-shaped robots that we're working with the kindergartners and the first graders on. So we're having a lot of fun with those. And uh, Waka, how are you doing with your new appendage? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's quite an adjustment, but now that I have to go to work eight hours a day, I'm loving it. Excellent. Good to see you here, Waka, as usual. Uh, what was your favorite part of the show tonight? My favorite part of the show today was when, uh, at the beginning when I thought it was about puppets and making puppets. That was my favorite part, Jeff. But it wasn't anything about making puppets. Right. My favorite part was before all the disappointment. <laughs> but this whole month has nothing to do with puppets. You're just breaking my heart time and time again here, Jeff. You, we got to keep going over this. <laughs> Join us each and every week at techeducatorpodcast.com where you can find the best in educational professional development of course uh, techeducatorpodcast.com and if while you're there if you feel that this program has been beneficial to you please check out our pod fund campaign at teachercast.net slash pod fund you can sign up and uh, donations are amazing we are looking to take this program above and beyond thank you out there so much and of course we want to say thank you to our friends at storyboardthat.com where you can enjoy 25 percent off your Sign up and your registration by visiting teachercast.net slash storyboard that. On behalf of my co-host, Jeff Herb, John Samuelson, and our amazing co-host, John here, talking all about Final Cut, thank you so much. Enjoy the week. We will be back at 930 tonight for Principal Cast. Good evening, everybody. <laughs>